So I'm Andrea Bunch. This is Aaron Tedesco. We, we, uh, we've been playing for, what do you think, 12 years in yeah. Congress of Starlings, something like that. Um, um, so we're going to do a couple tunes that we play in Congress of Starlings. Hi, I haven't seen you in a long time. Mitzi, hi. <laughs> um, I finished a doctorate last year uh, at Northwestern, and part of doing that was um, dissecting a cadaver. I was working in physical therapy. And this is a love song I wrote to the woman who donated her body to, the, to me and my fellow students. It's called Intimate. her tearful goodbye They will bring you to me Oh, and I will cut you deep To know you intimately
going to play a song now that Aaron wrote. And, uh, Chrysalis? Yeah, it's called Chrysalis. And uh, this is on Fawn songs? Yeah. Yeah. So, Aaron, we, we've made some records together, and Aaron made one called Fawn Songs because she is the fawn. The fawn is the fawn. <laughs> and the fawn plays very old tenor guitars which need love and tuning every five or six minutes. <laughs> yeah. Born into my truest form 
why don't we start? How did how did the two of you end up playing together? How did the Congress of Starlings start up? We met next door at the Old Town School, uh-huh. of course. <laughs> and <laughs> right, yeah. and um, we, Erin had been playing for quite a while. She had been playing out, and I asked to sing some harmonies on stuff and. I started learning how to play guitar too, and so it just kind of grew from there. I started writing songs, and then we kind of just started playing together more and more, and eventually made up a band name at the last minute. Like right before we made the CD and printed it. Yeah, (laughs) the artist uh, was like, "What's your band name? Come on, I have to finish this today." And you know, so we were like, "Ah, Congress of Starlings." (laughs) So what is Congress of Starlings? Um, it's kind of a metaphor for the outsider. Um, I'm a I'm a birder, so um, I knew that European starlings had been introduced to this continent. Like, not really a good idea, but they were stuck here and they thrived. And people held that against them, even though it wasn't their fault. So it's kind of a metaphor for the the musician who's actually like more useful than you'd think, but they're treated as outsiders. So the Congress of Starlings is the outsiders getting together and celebrating that, hey, we actually matter, so. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and um, well, where are you guys from originally? Uh, I grew up in Iowa, right by the Mississippi. And I grew up in uh, near Buffalo, New York. Okay. So uh, well, we'll start with Andrea. What brought you? How did you end up in Chicago? I wanted to learn how to play music, so I came... Um, and I studied composition at Columbia College, and I did end up with that degree, and I could play some piano, and I could do lots of heady music things, like uh, you know, transcribe Mozart and whatever, but I couldn't play anybody. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. But <clears throat> I couldn't play anybody a song. I couldn't just like play you a song. And it was at Old Town that I finally found somebody, <clears throat> excuse me, a bunch of people who were like, well, I'll show you how to do that on the guitar. It's, it's okay that you don't know. <laughs> Unlike in college, where it was not okay that I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but then you, you kept on going to school. Then you, you're in, you recently finished something. Yes, I just finished a doctorate last year at Northwestern in physical therapy. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, Aaron, how, about, how about you? What's your story? Oh, a girlfriend. <laughs> I followed a girlfriend here and then stayed at the school. Uh, for almost 16 years now, so yeah. Yeah. So uh, well, why don't why don't we do another song and then we'll we'll start talking a little more. Okay, um, sure. What, what what are you gonna play for us? You have it planned out. What's the song play about? Empty me next. Yeah, this is on our album we did together called Albedo. Yeah. Sit. Standing. Oh, sorry. <coughs> this song actually. Uh, I wrote in Iowa, in my backyard there. eyes in the shade of a hot day and I'm running hoses and sprinklers around 
So when when you guys are working out a song, how does how does it come together? You you know you both write the songs, right? And, and um, ninety nine percent of the time we write the song ourselves, and then we take it to the other one and see what can be added. I think we've written two songs together, which is out of what thirty. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's a but it's a process. Um, and uh, sometimes the other person will definitely add changes and shifts or offer ideas but we pretty much come up with the basic lyrics and feel and idea on our own and and then just share it and kind of help it grow when we uh, also give it to Janet and Greg the the folks who play drums and bass with us they also build on it and offer things and keeps growing and changing like that yeah did, is that a conscious decision to do it separately have you is, is it just a much different i think thing we just in the did same room doing it and... yeah well a couple the things that we've written together we just sort of were hanging out playing and it happened to come together and we were like yeah let's let's keep that let's make yeah. it a tune i think that yeah. but i think that we don't personally i don't really jam on anything to, to write like i usually start with either lyrics or i have a progression um, and so that, and then I put those two together. But the times that we wrote together, we were sort of like jamming on like two chords, and then we just morphed it into more. Yeah. So something consistent, and yeah. That made sense for that particular song. Or playing someone else's song together, and then we just stole it <laughs> and made it into a different song. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so who do you like to steal from? That one was Kay's Choice. Yeah, one of them came from a Kay's Choice. Luckily, no one knows who they are, so it's fine. And it's instrumental, right? Or are you thinking of Searching for Bones? No, not quite. No, I'm thinking of uh, Toal Arasea. Toal Arasea, yeah. 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 You know, I mean, everything's got like a one and a four and a five and a six, and so, you know, (laughs) it's stolen, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. With your music theory and stuff, background, do you ever... um, find yourself kind of taking a song maybe to a, a more complex direction and then kind of deciding to pare yes, it down or definitely. how does that work? Definitely. The more I've played with other people over the years, the more the more fun I find it to write a simpler song. So um, I, I still enjoy odd meters and stuff. I like writing things in seven and five. I just, I just enjoy it. But like the last song that we just played has so many twists and turns that it's really a pain in the butt for anyone to learn. Like an extra measure it. is just the yeah. end of the world. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to teach a band that. Yeah, so I definitely, there, yeah, simplify. Um, I think once I learned how to really enjoy the music I was making without making it complicated, you know, you can play a one to four song for five hours, right, John? Like we <laughs> can jam on that stuff forever, so... Definitely, yeah. yeah. You have, do you ever find yourself wanting to do the, the complex stuff? Do you do any of the like com- composing? Yeah, some, sometimes yeah. still, yeah. I think it, it ends up being more maybe maybe tonally complex than the, f- the form of the song might stay kind of simple, but maybe we add a bunch of harmony parts or some interesting instrumental parts or something like that, you know? Yeah. I think maybe you should ask my bandmates more than me. I don't know. Is well, it getting simpler. Yeah, yeah, no, the other ones, the bass and drums. Those guys, I don't yeah. count. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have some shows coming up, right? Yeah, so what are, what yeah are there's two. Um, one show is uh, March 22nd, and we're doing a tribute to the Indigo Girls with Great Moments in Vinyl. So we're doing two whole Indigo Girls albums, which is just 
stunning to me that these great moments and vinyl people do two whole albums all the time. Plus <laughs> so, so much. Yeah. So we're doing that. And then on April 30th, we're going to play at the Old Town School as part of the opening of 77 Beats, which is a big celebration of food and music in Chicago. Yeah. And that'll so, be original yeah. stuff. That'll like be a Congress, Congress of Starling stuff. Yeah. yeah. 77 beats? 77 beats for the 77 neighborhoods, right? That. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> they might be changing the title. Oh, are they changing the name? I don't know. Well, <laughs> wait and see. You know how they are. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do something. It'll be super on cool. April 30th. <laughs> <laughs> something and, will happen. And really nebulous. <laughs> Math. <laughs> well, you want, you want to do another tune? Uh, I hope you say yes. Sure, sure. Should we play an Indigo Girl song? Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Let's, let's do that. I guess you got to switch. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I need these words. No. Okay. Oh, this one's in here. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Uh, this is called Galileo. Galileo's head was on the block. The crime was looking up the truth. And as the bombshells of my daily fears explode, I try to trace them to my youth. Then you had to bring up a reincarnation over a couple of beers the other night. Serving time for mistakes made by another in another lifetime. How long till my soul gets it right? Did any human being ever reach the high light? Call on the resting soul of Galileo, king of night vision, king of insight. Which I never could explain Some other fool across the ocean years ago Must have crashed his little airplane How long till my soul gets it right Did any human being ever reach that kind of light Joke. You know me, I take 
say Maybe you squandered big bucks in your lifetime Say, look what I had to overcome from my last life. I think I'll write a book. How long till my soul gets it right? Can any human being ever reach the highest light? Except for gasping soul, God, gasping soul, King of Night Vision, King of Inside. Indigo Girls are definitely one of the things that brought us together because we both love singing stuff like that, as you can probably tell from our original stuff too. It's like, hey, let's do all this stuff, all these harmony stuff. <laughs> We're happy to get to do a tribute show of theirs. It's exciting. <laughs> did did you guys um, did you guys just do covers at first when you first started playing together? And then we didn't do any covers for years. No. Is that I true? I was kind of Am against right? it. Yeah, there's probably a story behind that. Aaron was against it. I, I well, you know, you'd be sitting. In, I'd be doing these four-hour coffee shop gigs where I really wanted to play my music, and people would be like, "Play that one song that's constantly on the radio." And I'm like, "Why? Just listen to it on the radio." You know, like I, I didn't get that. But now I understand that covers, when they're like on purpose, and you pick the ones you love and the ones that are really good, that makes sense. So there's a difference between crap cover on the radio and like awesome <laughs> Indigo Girls cover, awesome heart cover. You know, there's a difference. So I got over it. And I, I was on, the, the shoe was on the other foot for me. I was like, oh, I'm going to go play this person's wedding. See, well, like, yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah, all then about covers, covers, covers. Then you get paid and, and you didn't do anything and you're like, I got paid for that. Yeah. But, um, but it was different. It was a difference between us, definitely. Yeah. Aaron, it seems like you're sort of like, no, we're not going to do that. Not, ne not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, that was just like, but I mean, I understand why it was like that because I was really trying to like establish as a, as a songwriter and, you know, it was just discouraging to be like, play that crap I hear all the time, you know, like, and some of it wasn't even crap. They'd be like, play, you know, Fleetwood Mac, but I didn't want to. I wanted to play my own stuff, and that was just a, a disconnect there. But, you know, there's a time and a place for everything, and it worked itself out, so. So would you perform, like, hateful covers of these songs when they asked, or...? I didn't know them, okay. you know. I, I mean, I, really, I didn't. I, I barely even knew like the title of the song, let alone how to play it. Maybe if they had so. asked for a B-52s cover. Yeah, I could have done, done that. that, but <laughs> you know, I was already not listening. I think to Bill Singerman, you could have probably asked the right Buffalo-esque, right? The Canadian bands out there, and 
And you, you guys both work at the school as well, right? What, what, yes. Talk a little bit about what you guys do there. I teach classes over there. I teach in the core guitar program, and then I teach some ensemble classes. So tonight I got some 90s ensemble members back there. And we were practicing Galileo just tonight. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, um, John Mead teaches that with me, and he and I also teach Pop Divas Ensemble, which is super fun. Also a diva, a couple divas back there. Um, and Women's Acoustic Ensemble... And uh, an ensemble that I'm forgetting. Oh, Here and Now Ensemble. We do um, music from the last 10 years or so. And I teach yoga. So, you know. <laughs> at, at Old Town School. Yeah. yeah that's cool. <laughs> yep. So if you need to come over and stretch out and work on your abs, I'm your man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, um, do you find a lot of musicians? In the, is it mostly musicians in the class or is it just kind of? It is. Yeah. Most uh, people... Um, are taking a class at the school or work there. Yeah, yeah, so most people play something. Do musicians approach yoga differently at all? If they have <laughs> hand and arm issues, yes. Yes, so we work on some of those things because sometimes, yeah, sometimes they do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm, I'm paid to know everything that she just talked about because I work at the front desk and, yeah, there's nothing I don't know that goes on at the school. So if you have a question, <laughs> if you have a question, I got it. Just ask, we'll figure it out. It's I'll true. Get you I in the right class, too. right every teacher. Every question, every yeah. possible question. <laughs> but I mean, it helps that I worked there 16 years because it just, you just start to accumulate more, and there's, you know, you can problem solve easier. So. So what what are the problems? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no problems. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just mean like, what are the, here's, the here's my skill like set, <laughs> what should I take? That kind of yeah. problem that's not really a problem. It's just figuring out what to take. Should I take belly so. dance or guitar to rep? Right? Like that kind of right? <laughs> but I, I have taught in the past. Um, if you know anyone who wants to learn baritone ukulele, please send them to me. I will teach them private lessons in a minute. Yeah. Uh, and I used to teach women's acoustic too with Andrea, then by myself. And maybe I'll do that sometime in the, in the future. But that's a really fun class. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, can I have a recording of this? Of that? <laughs> 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 what are some of the songs you guys do and it's like some of the ensemble classes and stuff like that well um I, what comes to mind first is the 90s ensemble is tackling a tool song this session it's very difficult and we're going at it a little bit at a time um here and now is playing some uh some feist and some alabama shakes and some um lumineers and Oh, man. You know, I always feel like I have to get out my actual folder for each class. Divas? What is Divas playing right now, John? Aaliyah. And Aaliyah and we're playing... We are playing Alabama Shakes in there, too. Um, we played some Supremes. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, yeah. All kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Women's Acoustic is doing some Carol King. Um, and... Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's like a blur. I open the folder, I get to class, and oh, I'm like, I mean, we've Here's done what I'm everything doing. from like PJ Harvey acoustic yeah. to, you know, Sarah McLaughlin yeah. from her older stuff. Yeah, so. 
when you guys are teaching a class, does it affect what you're writing? Do you end up writing things that sound like that class or no? It's I separate? Think in general, yeah. the songs I have learned affect what I write. Yeah, in general. But I think it's a bigger, it's a little bit bigger picture than like two months at a time. So yes, overall, yeah, yeah. It's helped my writing a lot to learn more of other people's music and play other people's music, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> should we do another tune? Sure. How, what kind of time do you? How much? We've got plenty of time. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. All right. Well, what do you say we do? Should we do like two tunes? Yeah. Maybe why we should do have two. Uh, yeah. That'll have. Yeah, that sounds good. We're gonna okay. play an original song, another one that Aaron wrote. Then we're gonna invite John Meetup. Um, we're gonna play. Um, we also have a project called Little Queens that covers all the music of heart. So we're going to play one of those with John Mead, who's also in that band with us. So, so here we go. <laughs> okay,
mind over matter And I'm on my way And I go something that you never had I'm on my way Can't feed a bird from an empty hand I'll be okay Can I go something that you never had Cause I'm on my way Can't feed a bird from an empty hand something completely different. <laughs> I think many of you know John. He also teaches next door. And I also met John next door at the Old Town School. I don't know. Maybe there's like only one or two people besides my parents that I didn't meet at the Old Town School that I know. <laughs> Might be it. <laughs> you know, it's a good thing. A little bit incestuous, but it's all right. <laughs> I mean community. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's the term. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> All right. Oh, when did we start Little Queens? Almost three years ago now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, good idea. Um, right. <laughs> uh, so the three of us really love heart, and uh, so we thought, what if we tried to play some of that stuff? And so we did.
gentle sweet singing the leaves in the wind the whisper that calls after you in the night and kisses your ear in the early have you been at the school, John, the um, Old Town School? I started at the school in 1999 as a, I thought, a student. Uh -huh. And um, I turned very quickly into a ringer in classes, and then I started teaching. Um, my now boss, then teacher, started dragging me out on gigs <laughs> almost right away. And uh, then he told me to make up a class to teach, um, and I started teaching in uh, 2000 or 2001. What was the class you made up to teach? Uh, the Bruce Springsteen Ensemble. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> How about now, what, are you still doing that one? 
I do it on and off. I do Springsteen. I uh, I do the Stones. I do Bowie. I uh, I just finished uh, doing the Clash. Oh, that's cool. Um, I do a lot of uh, soul and R and B and funk. Uh, I taught a disco ensemble a couple of years ago. Um, Are these electric or, acu- or acoustic? Well, or they're okay. you know what whatever the setting, you know what the music needs and what people show up with and we you know figure out what we can do so and uh i'm in like eight bands with andrea <laughs> how many bands have do you guys have <laughs> just a couple <laughs> it what seems are, to add up what are the different configurations well uh, little queens and congress of starlings and then John's original project is called Coyotes, the Coyotes. Yeah, or is it that. Coyotes right now? Yeah. Coyotes. So uh, she is my guitar player in my band where I do originals. Sad and but uh, true. Yes. And we had, um, <laughs> she has a band called Crumbs Off the Table that I'm the guitar player in. Um, we also have an offshoot of Little Queens that does uh, Led Zeppelin covers. Um, and then yeah. we've also done, yeah, we're called Strider, um, and points to everyone who gets why, what the connection is. And um, I did have to have it explained. Many people yes. did. I thought Strider? it was did you know what, very Strider? straightforward. But yeah? That's, so that's, what is that's this, great. Uh, Strider is, uh, Robert Dan, Plant Dan was a I big mean. Tolkien <laughs> fan, uh-huh. and uh, Strider is Aragorn. In the Lord of the Rings, and Strider is also the name of Robert Plant's dog when he was obviously. And that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that I thought he, there was a deeper. Whenever he, well, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's as deep as it gets. He, one of their best songs is a love song to his dog, and and at the end he yells, "Strider." Which song? The Browner or Stomp. That's for his dog. Oh yeah. It's Aww. it's about his dog. Aww. Yeah. Um, so that's that's that about. And we uh, we we did Michael Jackson last year. I think we're gonna do Prince this year, maybe sometime. I a couple newer tunes that we didn't play tonight. I I think the Talking Heads were influential to me yeah. in those, like Bring It On Home, and those like were kind of upbeat. Our drummer is um, she does a great job of of playing uh, pretty complicated rhythms and stuff, so she's she's able to bring that stuff forth. So I've been trying it out, <laughs> some things like that. Yeah. I don't know why, I always clam up when someone goes, "What? Are, who are your influences? It's such a straightforward, reasonable question, and I'm always like, um, yeah. I'll just let Aaron answer. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like everything is, you know? I just, I guess that everything is, so. <laughs> I love Erica Badu. Um, yeah, yeah, Gladys Knight, yes. and you know. Yeah. But right. then I wonder right. if if my music sounds like that, you know, at all. But I do love those people, and they certainly influence me. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, I also wanted to ask you about that guitar you have. You have an interesting guitar. And yeah, it's so. uh, because we're on the radio. I'll right. say that for it's all four strings. Yes. Um, it's a tenor guitar. 
I tune a DGBE, so it's a lot like a six string. It's steel string. It's a lot like a baritone uke, which is the same tuning, but nylon strings and smaller. So, yeah, it's what I learned on, so. Mm -hmm. The stick string uh, feels what weird. It, what year is that one from? Um, that's a 30s body with a 60s neck. It's that's a cool. Frankenstein. They're, but it's they're quite old. Nice arch top. Yeah. Yeah. I have a I have a 27 and a, a 1930. 27. That yeah. is old wow. guitar. That's yeah. the Gibson and the 30 Martin. So. Elderly instruments. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> should we should we do another another song on the instruments? How's that sound? We could. Yeah. yeah. Toll. Yeah. Let's do Toll Arisea. We'll do the one we wrote together. Which is it's a nice pairing because yeah this is the one we wrote together that we were talking about before. We also named it after um, uh, an island in um, one of Tolkien's books.
coming. Yeah. And uh, it's a good time talking with you, and thanks, thanks for the great music. <laughs> Thank you. That was really fun. Thank, thanks, everybody, for coming out. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> so, uh...